This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Namai, haere mai, kia ora tanakwe, Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. This is Cosmopolitan News and Welcome to Sunday. It is uh, December 11, 2022, day 345. We've got about 20 to go before the end of the year. Well, let's have a bit of history before we talk to Stephen King. 1941, 81 years ago today, Germany and Italy declare war on the United States following Japan's bombing of Pearl Harbor. In retaliation, the United States declares war on Germany and Italy. Churchill promised to, um, of course, he uh, put up a promise within hours of the attack. He promised to support the United States. On the other hand, Hitler said he applauded the uh, Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor. Germany falling, Germany falling. And of course, Tommy Trinder was in the charts in the UK that time. The Führer's face. We have to report that yesterday in Berlin, a woman aged 75 gave birth to twins. This is undoubtedly the work of the British Secret Service. Stand by for a talk by the Führer. When the Führer says, we is the master race, we hile, hile, right in the Führer's face, not to love the Führer is the great disgrace, so we hile, hile, right in the Führer's face, when Herr Goebel says, we own the world and space, we hile, hile, right in Herr Goebel's face, when Herr Goring
The late Tommy Trinder, actually, that was a big hit also for Spike Jones and the City Slickers, the Defura's face. Quarter to one. Well, 1916, uh, on this day, 160 years ago, Cuban band leader Perez Prado was born. He was taught to play classical piano as a child. His music was used in movies such as La Dolce Vita, Goodbye Columbus, and Space Cowboys. Uh, Prado died in 1989. He had a very big hit back in the 50s. With Cherry Pink and Apple Blossom White at the same time. It was number one for Eddie Calvert and Perez Prado.
the late great Perez Prado and, of course, Cherry Pink and Apple Blossom White. Well, Stephen King has returned. He was here a couple of weeks ago to talk about drugs and alcohol, and we'll also have a chat about the new incoming National Party member for Hamilton West. Stephen, good afternoon to you, sir. Yes, good afternoon to you, too. Yeah, the message has got to get out there. It's Christmas time, mm. overindulgence, a bit with... Commonly called the silly season. Yeah, silly season. Yeah, it's it's kind of amazing that all these Christmas parties are going on and uh, as the drink goes down, the noise gets louder and, oh boy, standing next to people who have been drinking all night and their voices get louder and louder and louder. I'm glad I don't drink anymore. Well, you know, alcohol is part of our society, a social lubricant, yep. so to speak. Um, um, it has it has its place. It's served served people really well. It's uh, relaxant, uh, de-stressor. Um, it, it, you know, on the good side of things, nothing wrong with a social drink. Where I, from where I'm sitting, and yet I work in rehabilitation. Yes, of course you do. You've been doing it for how How long? All up 30 years, uh, 20 years currently in the Alcohol and Drug Community Support Trust, uh, residential service. Yep. Um, yeah, no, it, it's quite interesting that you've taken people who've admitted, finally admitted they have a problem. Well, you know, it's actually a good point that you strike out on because people actually, in most cases, who have a diagnosis of dependency, the goal is for them to stop. Now, that's not a popular thing. Yep. But for those who choose to get to that place and need to, um, whether it be drugs or alcohol, need to take time out effectively from the community to take a step back from the issues associated with their drinking or their drug use. Yep. Time out, because you, you, I haven't seen uh, many who have been able to do it while they're still in the presence of the substance. Another problem, too, to go with uh, the taking of alcohol and drugs is depression, and they're probably on medication, and that doesn't help either. Well, uh, alcohol, as a, alcohol as a drug is a depressant. Mm -hmm. If you drink enough of it, you will be depressed. Mm -hmm. So we've got 30,000 people in this country on antidepressants. And I'd suggest to you that some of them are balancing out from the, from the alcohol. Yeah, and <coughs> you, you probably get men and women out on, the, out on the town and then they go home and start arguing and that's where the police are called in domestic violence. It's all behind it. You see, that's that's the thing. In the presence of ram raids and gangs, there's drugs and alcohol. And when it comes to domestic violence, invariably, um, alcohol's there, abuse, children, you you name it. Mm -hmm. The cold, sown, sober uh, people don't tend to be abusive in that sense, uh, barring the narcissists. And, and probably when you do your counselling, you've probably got first-generation people coming to see you. We've got intergenerational situations where, um, and, and this may uh, may be uh, uh, as an important thing that I'd like I'd like to say. You know, with the decline of the Christian Church, for example, you've got intergenerational people that don't have a reference point between right and wrong. They've not heard "do unto others as you'd have them do unto you." Now, I'm not a practicing Christian myself, but the but the philosophies the 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 importance of understanding that. Well, they don't, people don't. Some people don't have a reference between, point between good and bad and poor choices. Sadly, we we know of uh, famous people, VIPs, who've um, lost their lives. <coughs> Excuse me, Janis Joplin was one. She was a heavy user of drugs and alcohol that killed her. And well, there's been many others too. 
Yeah, well, it's part of the part of the environment, <coughs> unfortunately. Yep. It is a growing problem in this country, I'm sorry to tell your listeners. Um, it's a, not a popular conversation. We are, after all, a nation of rugby racing and beer, yep. and some people find that quite threatening. <coughs> we, yeah. Was it a mistake to um, lower the drinking age? Many I don't, years I don't ago? Know. I don't know. The, I'm, I'm not sure to the answer to that. It is what it is. I think... Um, uh, uh, put me on the on the plate there. Yep. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. In this moment, I don't think so. I think that the eighteen year olds have adjusted uh, quite well. Yeah, no, because um, I, I see the poor doorman and their security guards at the door checking IDs, and and yes, pe- people lining up to get in a popular bar last night. They were halfway round in Hood Street to get into the, the um, bank on Victoria Street. The line was going back into Hood Street, so... Yeah, well, I would like to change some of that if I had my way. I'd like people to get out earlier and get home earlier because they've got to get up and go to work the following day. Yeah. There'll be a few people in town, well, at home today, with a few sore heads and uh, thinking, what did I do last night? And um, Yes. And who's who's woken up in my, in my bed? Who's this person in the bed with me? What are... How did that person come home with me? Well, some things haven't changed since I was a young man. Um, uh, the real- reality of it is I'm more concerned as you talk about alcohol, which, by the way, is starting to feature more as one of the problem issues, mm-hmm. but it's the drugs as well. And when you mix the two, two and f- two and two don't make four. Two and two actually make eight when you mix the substances in with the drink. You have links to Hamilton District Court through Judge Colin, the executive judge here in town. What's, what is he telling you about uh, the people being convicted? What's he, what is he telling you? Well, I, I don't have that, – that's not actually uh, – I'm not connected into other than wanting to see the drug court established. Um, it's not part of my area of work. Mm. I haven't actually had anything um, – uh, haven't been in touch with the, uh, with the drug court uh, people at all. I do understand through uh, managers that it's um, working away. Yep getting established, um, but it's not, it's not yeah, my specific yeah, area. Yeah, well, I'm not in there anymore because I did, I did make reports up about uh, the people coming through, especially when it comes to drink driving, the, the never-ending carousel of drink drivers before the community magistrates. Mm. And now Judge Stephanie Clark, of course, is in charge of the drugs court and uh, hopefully it does go well. Um, well, I, don't, I, I can. You've triggered the, the thinking because I'd like to talk about the, the, the thing, academies slash boot camps. Now, uh, people don't really appreciate, I don't think, what those are about. That will be about some of the toughest, toughest young uh, people, 15 to 17, that are uh, in relation to Ram Race across the country. And uh, but when you think now, what does that actually mean? Does it mean we're going to turn them all into soldiers, or what does it? What does it actually mean? Well, it's actually um, a kind of restructuring and supporting them to get the basics of how to live your life: out of bed, exercise, good diet, uh, understanding where you begin and someone else ends. Yep. Um, uh, it's a restructure of how they go about their lives, and that relates back to some of those principles yep. that they're intergenerationally missed out on. You know, love thy neighbour as thyself. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. We've, we've already got a, a military-type academy in town here. It's uh, on the upper Victoria Street, and uh, it's near the backpackers. So I hope they're getting plenty of people in there, and that they should be part of that too, That uh, this military academy. And I've seen some of the guys and girls 
uh, doing a bit of exercise, carrying tyres around the streets, etc. So I hope this military academy here in town will be part of the new system when it comes in, whoever well, I, don't know if, next I don't know if military is the right word, but I think a lot of people do think back to those days. Yep. And I'm of an age where I can remember compulsory military training and actually went out the year that I was up for it. Um, uh, uh, but in those days, there was, a, there was a lot, including Marty, who went and became, went into, yep. into the army and stuff, and it was really good. The structure was great. Um, America's got these teen military academies. If, if you play up at home, mum and dad threaten to send you to military schools and all that. So, mm. yeah, some of these some of these kids do need a kind of <laughs> they need some action for their reactions. Mm. Let's talk about gangs. Yes, let's talk about gangs. What fuels gangs? I, what I want your listeners to understand is that it's dr- the sale of drugs, money from the sale of drugs. That's what's fueling the gang culture. It's big money. I just see in the paper today that 190 kilos of cocaine that was discovered, the highest bust ever importation from overseas. It's something that's happening quietly in our society and we're not we're not understanding or talking about it enough. Uh, yeah, I, I saw a border security the other night. Other than the, these uh, Chinese people bringing illegal food into the country, there were guys and girls there. They were they had drugs all over the place. Heroin. I saw a bit of cocaine, etc. Yes, well, well, pe- people will. It's it's more about what are we going to do about the continuum of people? And at one end, you've got uh, guys that are not ready for rehabilitation and may never become ready. And for them, there's a justice response. But there's the other end of the continuum is people who are rehabilitatable, who made some poor choices and ended up having a drug or a drink problem. And we can work to support them, facilitate their process of coming to understand there is life after drugs and they choose to embark on it. But yeah. yeah, no. So, how do you re- rehabilitate a tough, tattooed-faced, long-haired gang member? You put people like Tama Potaka into Parliament. That's what you do. <laughs> okay, we're going to talk about Tama Potaka. He won last night. Now I've got the facts here. I've got a piece of paper here. He won by six thousand six hundred and twenty-nine votes. Now these are only provisional at the uh, moment. He actually won by two thousand three hundred. Um, uh, votes above the next person, da- uh, Georgie. Georgie Danzi, and of course, yeah, I think. 2,300. Uh, I think former, the former MP, Dr. Sharma, was in third, and the ACT guy was about fourth. I think, so. yeah, I think it was the other way around. The ACT guy came before Tama. Yeah. 1,600, and Nguru Sharma was around about 1,100. Yes, no, it, it's. Uh, the city is ever-revolving when it comes to MPs. It either goes one way or the other. Well, so, it is that swing. Yeah. swing. See, we're very conservative. Thank God for democracy. Talk, talk about You know the guy. What's he like? What's he like? Well, I haven't known him for long. I, I do know that um, he's... A, well, I've known him for five, six weeks and been part of uh, watching the election process. Uh, he speaks fluent Māori and he's really fluent in... Too. Hopefully, and other MPs have probably faced this, when they, they're taught to how to speak, they've got all these media minders, and when they these candidates and new MPs, they, they promise the world when they get into Parliament and then they... I don't uh, think so. Uh, wait till you meet Tama. He's his own man. He won't be influenced by media minders or other minders down in Parliament? 
He's new to politics. Um, uh, let's see how he goes. But on the strength of things, from what I observe, he's going to be a great member of parliament. Mm-hmm. He, he will advocate endlessly for um, and work away for Hamilton West. Um, he has some very, very clear ideas about it. He, he's, he's probably still in contact with former MP uh, Tim McIndoe. And, um, no, no doubt. And knowing Tim as I do... Tim was very caring for the people of this part of the city. Worked hard through his years. And Tim turned down a... People asked him to return to Parliament. He he said, I've got a new life. How how many terms should a parliamentarian do? Because... Well, my observation is about um, about 12 years is the average. Mm -hmm. Um, Once you get to 15 years, you kind of kind of overstayed and longer than that. You know, it's not a uh, just my own personal observation. It's it's not a career that you go in to stay forever. You go in, you do your time, you make you contribute to society's making a difference. Does this also include local government? Because I read online this morning that the, the Gore mayor has problems with his uh, administration. He's a, he's a young guy. I think he's only about 23, the mayor of Gore, and he's having problems with his administration and uh, councillors, etc. They don't... They don't have to, I don't know much. I don't think they like what, what to do. But mm. hopefully your, your man will... My man. <laughs> well, he is your man. No, he's your MP. A, yeah, he's, he's your MP. I, I'm what's called a parking meter politician <laughs> in my own right, no, uh, no. like my father was before him, yeah. before me, and that's, that's I'm down the street talking to people mm-hmm. at, the, no, no, at he, the parking meter. He, you live here in Hamilton, Hamilton West, so he, he is your MP. So. He is our MP yep, uh, now the... and uh, until the general election next year. And, and, and it's amazing, really... T- the people get to choose, and I think that's a, a wonderful thing. One, one thing I hope is that um, Mr Portaka will set up an office right here in the central city. Not, no doubt. Not in a little Frankton suburb in the, in the back streets like the former MP did. You, you, better, you better get him in here because once you... He'll, he, he'll be here. He'll yeah, be he, here. Abs- absolutely. He's not a backstreet guy. I can tell you that right now. Be, because... I think uh, we've had um, we've had MPs here right in the central city. We've had Sue Maroney here in the central city for a while. Yeah, just over the bridge, we've got uh, Jamie and uh, Nanaya. So they've got to have yeah, stuck in a little suburb like Frankton, like um, the doctor was. You've got to have a face in the central city. Doctor uh, Gura, yeah, he's in, he was in Benbroke Street. Well. And, um, yeah, no, he should have had his office right in the centre of town. Well, they get they get to they get to choose where their constituency. I mean, Hamilton West, for example, has changed the boundaries of it changed um, it out to the north uh, northeast and across the river a little bit. So, I, I guess MPs get to choose where it's most convenient to uh, meet the needs of their constituents. Yeah, of course, we've got to, at this point of the time we are about in the next. Six months or so to say farewell to long-term Minister David Bennett. David been good for Hamilton East? Sorry, yeah, Hamilton East? He's been good uh, all around. You want to see his baby? His, oh, his oh, baby's a little... That's why he's probably his retiring. Baby, his baby's a little cutie. You've oh. got to see his baby, yeah. Yeah, no, David and I had a few um, interviews on this station. He's... He... Uh, during the COVID lockdowns, he was telling everybody to go out and buy toilet paper, and I think that uh, that shook up the social media lines a few. Well, he, he's done his time. I yeah. mean, I think David's um, was uh, 15 years. 
So, you know, he's done his career, yep. his contribution to our society and away you go. Finally, Stephen, no, no thoughts uh, in your younger days of running for parliament. Do you ever think about it? Well, I think about it now, but unfortunately, it's a bit too late. I'm I'm too old for it. Yeah, you you're not a, you're not too old. Um, I'll stick with the parking meter yep. and stick with being the man in the street, and and an admirer of the democratic process. Well, we're going to catch up with you during the uh, new year again. We're going to speak to a person you know well and I know well. Uh, Martin Gallagher about this. Oh, he, he, he probably have something to say about it, but we'll talk about the Founders Theatre with Martin very, very shortly because he advocated with Margaret Evans to save the Founders. Well, and he did a good job for the city. Yeah. His time in central government, uh, admire the man. He was, he was, he's a neat guy to talk to, Martin, mm. because he's got, he's got family history behind him. His, his two brothers are millionaires. Sorry, his two cousins are millionaires. So... Mm. Um, it's a good family. You mean Sir William, Sir William and, 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 and John, John, yes. Yep. They've been very helpful to my charitable work. Yep. I've got to say the Gallagher family, they're just amazing. And there's lots of work that they do that's never, that's never spoken of, and I, that's, that's quite important, really. Okay, are you going to be open over the silly season to give counselling to people who have overindulged? Well, uh, in a residential setting, yep. uh, yes, we're open 365 days so, so a year. So you, you're going to put on Christmas lunch for them? Uh, yes, they do. Yep. Yes, yep. we do. Yep. I, know, I know other places around town uh, opening up. I think St Peter's Church are opening up for Christmas lunch. So if you want to go there, go. And um, we I'm, will going down, I'm going down there in the next, ha- the next half hour. Oh, what's, what's brass, bands, brass bands are on at St Peter's oh, at that, two, o- 2 o'clock. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll let you go. Are you, you're going to blow your own trumpet down there, are you? Oh, no, no, no. I'll try and keep my trumpet to myself <laughs> today and listen to others. Hey, Happy New Year. Thank you for coming in. It's a pleasure talking you're to you welcome. again. You're and we'll, we'll see what, if Hamilton West changes in the next, up to next year's election. It's going to be a, it's going to be a tough year uh, um, by, by most people's prediction. But, I, you know, uh, we will get through. Um, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Hey, next, next uh, t- well, shortly, actually, we'll be talking to a person on the other side of the political fence. The one and only Martin Gallagher, who told me he's been repurposed. Now he's living in retirement. We'll catch up with him very, very shortly. But talking about the Founders Theatre, in 1974, the Hamilton Operatic Society's Diamond Jubilee Year, a production of Fiddler on the Roof with the late 1ZH announcer Peter Drake in the title role. I was there that night when it was on. Produced and choreographed by Robert Young. The society, the Operatic Society, was founded in 1904. So, its current base is the Clarence Street Theatre. From the Broadway and film, here's Topol and If I Were a Rich Man. Dear God, you made many, many poor people. I realise, of course, that it's no shame to be poor. But it's no great honour either. So what would have been so terrible if I had a small fortune? If I were a rich man, all day long I'd biddy biddy bum. If I were a wealthy man, I wouldn't have to work hard. If I were a pity biddy rich, I'd a man. I'd build a 
big tall house with rooms by the dozen Right in the middle of the town A fine tin roof with the real wooden floors below There couldn't be one long staircase just going up And one even longer coming down And one more leading nowhere just for show I'd fill my yard with chicks and turkeys and geese and ducks for the town to see and hear Squawking just as noisily as they can And each loud Will land like a trumpet on the ear As if to say here lives a wealthy man If I were a rich man All day long I'd biddy biddy bum If I were a wealthy man I wouldn't have to work hard If I were a biddy biddy rich Yiddle-diddle-diddle man I see my wife, my Goldie, looking like a rich man's wife with a proper double chin. Supervising meals to our heart's delight. I see her pulling her hands and strutting like a peacock. Oh, what a happy mood she's in. Screaming at the servants day and night. The most important men in town will come to fawn on me. They will ask me to advise them like a Solomon the wise. If you please, Reptavia, pardon me, Reptavia, posing problems that would cross a rabbi's eyes. la dee Won't make one bit of difference If I answer right or wrong When you're rich They think you really know If I were rich I'd have the time that I lack To sit in a synagogue and pray And maybe have a seat By the eastern wall And I discuss the holy books with the learned men Seven hours every day That would be the sweetest thing of all <laughs> Oh, if I were a rich man I All day long I'd biddy-biddy-bum If I were a wealthy man Lord who made the lion and the lamb You decreed I should be what I am Would it spoil some vast eternal plan If I were a wealthy man 
FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. This is Cosmopolitan News and Views. If I were a rich man from Fiddler on the Roof, Topol, I'd remember in this production that the Founders Theatre with the late Peter Drake. It was a revolving stage on in the Founders at the time. Where did that revolving stage go? Does anybody know? We're talking about the Founders. In the mid-60s, the Founders... Uh, played host to the sounds of the Dave Clark Five with support from Tommy Quickly, the Pleasers, Ray Columbus and the Invaders and Lou Prime. The DC Five, as they were known, were uh, fronted by their drummer. He was also their business manager, etc., etc. The uh, DC Five, as they were known, sold in excess of 100 million, sorry, 100,000 million records. Broke records at Carnegie Hall with a dozen uh, capacity houses. 70 million watched them on the Ed Sullivan Show. Martin, if you're listening, we're trying to get hold of you. Please ring in. Thank you. FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. I'm Bruce Scott and this is Cosmopolitan News and Views. Bits and pieces from the Dave Clark Five. We are hoping to speak to Martin Gallagher before two o'clock, but uh, we've got a young man who will be speaking to us very, very shortly, hopefully, on things to do with steam, etc., etc. But it's time to play a Christmas song. And we're just uh, lining it up right now. You heard a bit of bit of it before it uh, stopped on the tracks. Let's try it again. This is Michael Jackson on the Jackson Five.
kissing Santa Claus. You gotta believe me. You just gotta believe. Come on, fellas, believe. Michael Jackson and the Jackson Five, and I saw Mummy kissing Santa Claus. Yeah, interesting times we are having right at this moment, and hopefully next up we'll be speaking to the one and only Martin Gallagher, who's waiting for our call. This is everybody's favourite Christmas song, Snoopy's Christmas, the Royal Guardsman. Cosmopolitan News and Views. It's 20 minutes past one. Why am I playing the record at the end of Fitzgerald? With Gordon Lightfoot, which goes for about six minutes <laughs> plus. Um, because Joy D is into the song. Hello, sir. Hello, Bruce. How are you? Oh, happy Christmas to you. We may have to interview, uh, may have to interrupt this interview if uh, Martin comes on with us. But you're fixated with the record at the end of Fitzgerald. Just give, us a, just give us a background to the Edmund Fitzgerald. Uh, so um, the Edmund Fitzgerald um, ore carrier um, from the Great Lakes, and um, there's there's a season on the Great Lakes known as November, and it happened to be carrying some iron ore back to some mill in Wisconsin, I believe, and um, it was caught in a November gale, um, bro- broke in two pieces, and pr- pretty much sank to the bottom of, of um, Lake Superior. Well seasoned, concluding some terms with a couple of steel firms when they left Yes, the great Gordon Lightfoot. Hey, he's still performing uh, these days. He did suffer a stroke a couple of years ago, but he's still performing. You you draw a sketch of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah, Well, your other love is train. So what's happening at Glenbrook over this period? Well, um, on Saturday, so yesterday... Um, oh, no, sorry, on Friday, um, I'm losing my mind. Anyways, on Friday, um, after school, me and my mum, we ventured um, up to Glumbrook for the Christmas night train. And um, as soon as we got there, all the, all the Christmas lights and all the blow-up Santa Claus things <laughs> were, all, were all set up and everything. And 
Um, you guys, all um, all the Glumberg volunteers were all setting up. So um, we waited for a bit, and then uh, once everything started getting um, getting on a move, we got some food and started running on the trains. And and one thing I really wa really um, wanted to point out is that I, there was not a single person from Glumbrook not wearing a Santa hat. And, and the cool thing is, all their Santa hats, they all had little Glumberg vintage railway signs on them, like special Santa hats for them. And um, you can also get your photo taken with Santa, and um, it would go up on the Glumbrook website if you wanted. Yeah, but you, you, put, you put a lot on, online do you yourself. Yeah, I do. And um, I did put a videos up of um, that excursion, um, that small excursion up the, up the Glumbrook branch just to their depot and back, a 15-minute ride one way. So basically 20 minutes for one ride. Um, I went for two rides. They had their diesel engine, DBR1295, out there. And they also had their other tank engine, um, WW644, out there. And they were getting doing a push-pull um, configuration between the depot and Glumbrook Station. Um, being a Christmas train, was there any mince pies going? Well, I have no idea. I should have checked, but um, there's lots of um, little food tents around, so probably there was. Any mistletoe hanging over the doorways? Were, were there couples kissing under the mistletoe? Um, no. <laughs> well, you didn't see it. Probably, probably your mother shaded your eyes from what was going on. But, but seriously, um, you got a, you got an excursion planned uh, in the next couple of days because you finished. Have you finished school already? Nope. So next week, Wednesday, we're only having a, um, we're only going to school. I think to twelve o'clock. Yep. And then finish school is finished, and then school holidays, which is going to be great because I don't want to I, I don't want to go to school till two fifty. Um, so Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and then yeah. um, rest of the week, no school, and then school holidays. So and yes. then, and then your teachers saying, "Thank goodness they've gone. I've, mm -hmm. they, we, I can, I can settle back with my, um, with me, bottle of favourite drink and <laughs> go for it. So yeah, it's it's been all go. We'll be back with JD in a couple of seconds. King to see Barumpa-Bum-Bum Our finest gifts we bring. Yes, the voice of the late Bing Crosby and the late David Bowie and, of course, that is their big hit. Little Drummer Boy and um, Peace on Earth. You should watch the video to this. It's quite interesting having an ageing, well, musical star because uh, soon after he recorded this, he died. That's um, Bing Crosby. He playing golf. He died of a heart attack. And, of course, David Bowie has uh, died only a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's quite interesting because at the time in the video, Bowie had red hair, so... Now that school is nearly over, what's... How has your been? How's your school year? It's um, well, being a year five, it's um, not not. Um, I'm going to give you the truthful answer. It's been pretty hell. Oh, you got a few lies. You got a, you've told a few lies, have you? Um, here and there, but <laughs> but at the end of the year, I just have to let it out. Yeah. But uh, but overall, it's pretty pretty good. You know? Have you received your report card yet? 
Um, yes, I have. How and was it? I want to know. Well, um, <laughs> um, I'm very glad to tell you, but luckily it was all positives, thank, thank goodness. So you're, you're moving up to year six. six next year, new teacher? Yeah, new teacher. Well, possibly, because this year's teacher will be teaching year sixes and year fives next year. <laughs> So, so, but, but it's just hard to tell because I, I don't know um, which class I'm going to. So, and a whole heap of new friends for you next year? Um, well, yes and no because I tend to stick with people that I've known for a while. And they stick around you and they protect you from the bullying, etc., etc. Because mm. bullying is rife in some schools, isn't it? Yeah, I just try to stay stay away from all the bad kids. So just, I'll just leave them alone. <laughs> do do my own thing with the kids that I know. You know, yeah. aren't going to punch me in the face. So oh, don't don't <coughs> don't don't go there. Yeah, definitely. Hey, of course, um, Dwayne's here too. You got anything to say, Dwayne? Well, Jody, how many girlfriends have you had? Um, zero. Zero. I don't like anybody. You've done amazing, man. <laughs> You've done amazing. Hey, we've got to play a song. We're going to get try and get hold of Martin again. I hope he's hope he, he's got his phone on. His answer phone is on. So we'll give Martin one more go. <laughs> Take a look at five and ten, listening once again, with candy canes and silver lanes aglow. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, toys in every store. But the prettiest sight to see is the holly that will be on your own door. A pair of hop-along boots and a pistol that shoots is the wish of Barney and Ben. Dazzle will talk and we'll go for a walk is the hope of Janice and Jen. And Mom and Dad can hardly wait for school to start again. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. There's a tree in the Grand Hotel, one in the park as well. A sturdy kind that doesn't mind the snow. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. We'll get back to JD very, JD very, very shortly. But right now, let's remember who was at the Founders Theatre. Well, the British invasion came to the Founders in March 1965. There was Mark Winters, who had a hit with Venus in Blue Jeans. There was Sounds Incorporated with Rinky Dink. And there was Freddie and the Dreamers, who had big hits during the 60s. And all hit makers in their own right. Scylla Black was amongst them. Scylla Black, of course, she later became a UK television personality. And, of course, she was under the management of Brian Epstein until his death in 1967. And, of course, Freddie Garrity uh, led the Dreamers. He's deceased now. And, of course, Scylla Black is also deceased. Oh, she had a fabulous voice. The late, great Scylla Black. And surround yourself with sorrow. Let her voice go. It's 1.30. Watch the water falling down Falling down outside your head 
your best to turn the tide But can't forget everything he said The pressure's getting far too great the water falling down like a neon in your head the neon's flashing up and on recalling everything he She was in our city in 1965. Scylla Black. She was born Priscilla White. She was the hat check girl of the Cavern Club in Liverpool. And she was very friendly with all the Beatles, McCartney, Starr, Lennon, and of course Harrison, and all the other uh, acts that under Brian Epstein. What a voice. Very funny lady when you saw her on uh, television. Back to Jardine. Yeah. Memories. What are you, what are some of your great memories, Jody? Um. Well, some of my best memories. Um. Probably my seventh birthday. Um. When I got to drive a GBR up in Glenbrook, which also brings us back to my topic. I also just like to mention, Glenbrook are also operating their Christmas train. Um. From the sixteenth to the twenty second, I believe, of December. Um, they'll be running that. Um, so, yeah, <coughs> hopefully you can go and check it out um, up in Auckland. Do you know there was one person you've got to thank for taking you to all these exhibitions and trains? Mm. It's your mother, because she's yes. out the back listening to you at the moment. And I'm not the one driving the car. So. You're not the one driving the car, I but have, have you said thank you to her? Um, whenever I get the chance, when we're, get, when we're driving home, I always say thank you. And you, give, her, you give her a big hug? Good on you, mate. Good on you. Well, Will, thank you for coming in this year and talking about trains. What, what are you going to do? What are you going to do for the rest of your Sunday? That's my Sunday. Probably go home, relax for a bit, maybe go and watch some trains. But yeah. Do, uh, do you watch anything else but trains? Well, if I'm not watching trains and watching history documentaries about trains. And, oh, um, yeah, I, 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 I love history, of course. Mm. Hey, mate, thank you for being part of our team in, in uh, 2022. Mr. Driscoll is listening at home to you at the moment, so oh, say hello sorry. to Mel. Say hello to Mel, because he's listening right at this moment. Oh, that's very nice. Oh, hello. 
He is listening at home at, right at this present moment. Thank you for coming in. Uh, let's remember the Founders Theatre. We don't know whether we're going to get Martin before 2 o'clock. But in 1965, the British invasion continued at the Founders Theatre. Manfred Mann, named after their South African-born musician. And, of course, one-time lead singer Paul Jones, who also was an actor. And, of course, um, also... Um, yeah, so Manfred Mann was in the house at the Founders Theatre during the 60s. There she was, just walking down the street singing. You look fine, and I nearly lost my mind before I knew it. She was walking next to me, singing, holding my hand just as natural as can be, singing. We walk on to my door. We walk on to my door, then we kiss a little more. single day singing Oh, we're so happy and that's how we're gonna stay singing repetitive but it was a big number one hit in the UK in 1964 Paul Jones leading out Manfred Mann and do did uh, he just talk to Dwayne again we had um, we had an attempted was it a ram raid out of the base yesterday? Um, yes it was a attempt uh, ram raid um, apparently um, the police had them all calling around between uh, where heat coats and the back of the um, bus depot in the train station and someone tried to escape the police and uh, crashed crash the car? Uh, yes, they crashed the car. Uh, it was a stolen car and then um, another crashed car. So um, on top of that, um, yeah, they tried to or other. Um, do you agree with Steve, what Stephen King wants to do with these Ram Raiders, etc.? I agree with what he's saying. Um, but, you know, with our national or whatever you can call it, um, I don't think it's going to try. I don't think it's going to try and work uh, for him for the 
um, a camp thing in there because Ram Ram Road's going to be happening again and again and again and again. Hey, thank you for your help throughout the year. It's just coming up to 22 to 2, Bruce Scott, in this afternoon. And time for music. If you didn't go to a show at the Founders during the... um, during the 60s, you went to the movies. We had about, I think, three movie theatres in town, the Carlton. We had the Embassy until it was demolished, and we had another one. The Regent. Pun? The Regent. The Regent Theatre. Did you go to the movies in Hamilton in 1965? You probably saw this movie. Starring Dick Van Dyke and Benny Hill. be talking to Martin Gallagher today. Maybe we'll get him in next week. It is 19 to 2 o'clock and the happiest what's it called? The happiest most wonderful time of the year. The late Andy Williams. Just reminding me that uh, watching television in the 60s I always liked those old Hanna-Barbera cartoons like the Flintstones and of course Fred and Wilmer and Barney and Bam Bam and there was another one I liked too. 
Virtual Pros Friends get to Pro MTC. You watched Top Cat, didn't you? Uh, I have heard of it. <laughs> anyway, good Merry I Christmas, a sir. called Top Cat. <laughs> Hello, sir. How are we? Oh, not too bad. Uh, it looks like I'm a bit earlier today than no, usual. No, we've, 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 we've got to fill in because um, we had an interview lined up, but uh, someone's not answering their old um, phone. It's on answer, so... We'll catch up with that later, but uh, Merry Christmas to you. Uh, same, likewise. This is Trevor's talk. <laughs> Trevor's talk. Okay, <laughs> what has let you down in this city in 2022? Oh, well, uh, I'm afraid I haven't got enough time for that. <laughs> but I'll just highlight one thing. Uh, this Digging up Tristan Street and around Collingwood Street and there. Now that I've stopped for the last week or so, presumably for the New Year, Christmas New Year break, Instead of leaving the road in disarray, why not to start it in the new year and then they can do it in all one go? It, it, it seems um, that we've been let down by the, our road people because I read this morning that a part of State Highway 1, the, the seal's coming up. It's, is it that, is, do you know if it's on the expressway, Dwayne? Uh, yes, it's on the expressway. Apparently it's the hot mix of the layer of the tar that they lay, like you put the surface down and then you put the tar over top and then another layer of tar. And, and, it's, and it's come up? Yep, it's uh, not the expressway in Hamilton, it's the expressway up uh, towards Aukamoy. Yes, there's... there's are, are we are we doing roads on the cheap in this country? Um, I don't really know. It's up to the roading contractors who are actually um, doing it, and plus it's the council. Yeah, and of course uh, you've been kind of stuck in your house uh, with the with the roadworks going on outside your front door. Well, uh, add to a degree because it slows the traffic down a lot because things have been narrowed with the cones. And uh, a lot of the time I've got to rely on the goodwill of the people driving by and letting me in. Yep, and uh, you've been... Uh, I, I, I said to a person the other day, he's uh, looking for work. I said, go, go and work for Higgins, and he's thinking about it. So uh, there's jobs out there, so... Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just a matter of people committing themselves to <coughs> get up early in the morning and get down there and do the job. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they'd probably rather turn over and go back to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. um, Did you hear what Stephen Keggs said about the alcohol consumption? Oh, yeah, I did hear parts of that. And, uh, I mean, trouble is it starts off with a few social drinks and then it gets beyond the joke. It is beyond a joke. When you come into town and you see these cars pull up on the street... And out come these young people. They've got a bottle of or can in one hand, which is breaking the law. Um, and they drink and put their the cans in the rubbish tin, and they move on and go to another bar, and down it goes. So well, this is it. And, and the thing is, they get in a car and drive mm-hmm. when they're under the influence because they make poor judgment, and they probably think they're okay when they're not. And then they get caught at a checkpoint, 
they're over the limit. They're, there goes their licence for six months or so, and plus a heavy fine. Yeah, well, I uh, I was in a checkpoint the other night. I was in the back of a taxi, and um, the old uh, police let this taxi go through because the, the taxi driver was sober, I was sober. So, yep, no, they're all... They were all around, and uh, these excuses for people to evade uh, the police checkpoints. Uh, if if you want to do it, <coughs> stand by. You could you could be in prison over Christmas. Well, there was, a, there was an example the other night. Uh, you were saying about the checkpoint. There was one right outside the police station. Someone decided to do uh, try and get away from the cops. What happened? Oh. They actually chased them. Yeah, they went worse. down along Grenfell Street. And up towards the um, Cobbin Drive. Cobbin Drive. And that's where they got them. Uh, yeah, no. yeah, and, they and, got an extra charge for that. And, and for those people who are using Victoria Street as a, as a drag strip, forget it. And because you come into where the new, um, the new um, building is going up to house the theatre district, it is very narrow. So don't use Victoria Street as, um, as a drag strip. And please, people... Keep off your horns. I know there's a lot of people getting angry and pressing the horn for the person in front. (laughs) It is ridiculous. And for those people who leave at night, leave their headlights off, we've got some... Oh, right, yeah, that's right. I mean, I must admit sometimes it's hard to tell if your headlights are on or off when there's bright city lights on uh, from the streets. do, Do you think, guys, in the future that... We have headlights on at all times. Um, yeah. As long as you not leave them on when you leave the car, because that's yep. sure way to get a flat battery. Because um, I've been in, uh, I've, I've followed a funeral procession, of course, and and people turn their lights on when they're behind the hearse. You you remember those days? Oh, yeah, I think it's a sign of respect yep. uh, that they do that. There's uh, not going to really too much damage to their battery because the car's in motion. It's when you park the car and forget to turn the headlights off. Yeah, you come back and yeah, flat battery. Flat battery, and yeah. <laughs> that, that, I'll give a plug to the AA. Join the AA because they come out and they Yeah, it's like, all free. That's it's, right. It's, yeah. And if, are you a member of AA? I've been a member for many years. And, and uh, you'd, you'd, be, you'd be a senior member now of AA? Uh, I suppose we could say that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they'll come out if you're a member and they'll replace your battery or... And um, I wonder if the tyre shops are going to be doing big business in the next uh, couple of weeks. Yeah, I go to budget tyres. They're very reasonable in their yeah. charges. And oh, you they're can very get... efficient and quick to the... And you can use your Super Gold card? I don't think they accept that there because I've never asked before it and I haven't seen it on the list. Uh, unless you have a more updated list than me. <laughs> <laughs> OK, we... Um... We've got a new MP coming in in the next couple of weeks. He'll be travelling to Wellington and uh, go through all the rigmarole of bit of media training and all that. Um, do you like uh, the look of our new MP? Well, I, it would be interesting. I don't know him that well, but uh, uh, I think a lot of people voted him because he, he's represented national mm-hmm. and people are, are a bit fed up with Labour of what's been going on, so anything's got national, they're going for it. Yeah, no, I've, I've come to see that some of these ministers, I know there's going to be a reshuffle coming up in the new year. I see David Clark, former health minister, he's the man who infamously went on a bike ride during COVID lockdown. <laughs> I think he's retiring, yeah. and I'm going to see there's going to be a reshuffle, and I could see that Nanaima Huta is may lose 
the portfolio of local government. She stuffed up when it comes to three waters. <coughs> but that was, that was actually, I also put part of the blame on the Green Party. They, they wanted that in, in the legislation. So Labor did stuff up. I could see Nanaya Mahuta going as low. She's got too much on the plate, of course, with Foreign Minister. What do you think? Oh, I think that's probably right there. Yeah, and uh, Willie Jackson, his infamous interview. Oh, oh, that was classic, that was. Oh. I mean, talk about a blunder. He's, um, he won't talk to the media, and uh, he's going overseas next week. And I also have to have a go at some of the media on other radio stations, not this radio station, because I listened to the interviews with the political candidates um, this week on this uh, radio station. They were good. They were done by a guy who was unbiased when he was talking to the... Um, unbiased when he was talking to... But I'm seeing very biased media on other mainstream radio stations these days when it comes to politicians. It should not happen. <coughs> no, well, this is, there should be... Uh, uh, on the fence, really, when it comes to that. Hey, right. thank you, you guys. Um, I will will be here next week. I won't be here on Christmas Day because I'm having lunch out of a hamper with me younger bro. And um, oh, so we all gather again again next week. Well, I hope Mel gets well. Yeah, no, Mel is listening at home right at this yeah. moment. You got a message for your old mate? Yeah, he gave me a call the, uh, earlier today. <laughs> and... Uh, I, I, I hope he does get well. Yeah. No, no. He sounded he sounded pretty well this morning. So he's on. He said he's on the men. So. Oh, okay. Has he been ill for quite a while? No, no. Uh, we won't tell him what's matter. Um, but um, he's he'll be back hopefully next week to entertain you, and um, we'll um, we'll leave you there for a little while longer. And if you went to the movies in the sixties, I think nineteen sixty four or sixty five. Did you ever see the movie Mary Poppins? I did. I've seen it on TV as well. Oh, Dick Van Dyke and the yeah. Dame Julie Andrews. That's right. Every job that must be done, there is an element of... Classic Disney, of course, with the cartoons and live action. Stand by for Harmony Waikato. And every task you undertake becomes a piece of cake, a lark, a spree. It's very clear to see that a
always to the comb, never tire of ever buzzing to and fro. Because they take a little nip. It is five to two, Dame Julie Andrews, and from the sound of Mary Poppins, a spoonful of sugar just been reminded by Derek that Ian Fleming. The James Bond creator wrote, of course, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And, of course, the list of those celebrities who died during the year are out. I've seen a few of them on YouTube. And, of course, we have to remember this lady who appeared in the Founders Theatre back in the 60s. And this is for J.D., our big train lover. Have a great weekend, what's left of it. Just a note before we do go, Martin Gallagher apologises for not being part of the uh, afternoon. You're out of range a bit, but hey, thank you for your company. Do it again next week.
Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.